The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. to talk sports with one of the leading sports journalists of today? Welcome to All Around Sports with John Inglesby. John's years of experience as a journalist has allowed him to net exclusive interviews with the top players, former players, commissioners, and owners. John and his guests are ready to give you the straight word when it comes to sports. Now, let's talk all around sports. Here's your host, John Inglesby. Voice America listeners, welcome to the 234th ever show of All Around Sports. Reach Friday at 1, a, 1 p.m. Eastern Time, we broadcast live from Boston to go all around the world of sports for one hour to discuss what happened this week and what's coming up for the weekend. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net, which comes to me through my website at iirsportsoneword.com. As always, I will give you my highlights lowlights, and bizarre news items from the past week. Also, we will be joined next segment by our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine. Well, my highlight of the week is last night's NFL draft, which was, uh, as always, quite a show. Uh, huge ratings, huge attendance out in Chicago. I heard Roger Goodell this morning on Mike and Mike. I think he... Uh, put out a figure of uh, 103,000 people or whatever uh, in the outside area, which is just amazing, uh, but not surprising. No surprises at the top of the draft with uh, Jared Goff going number one to the Los Angeles Rams, and uh, that did not surprise me at all, given that uh, he's a California boy record-breaking Pac-12 passer for University of California, and he uh, he just looks to fit the role perfectly for the uh, Rams, who are now going to be uh, based in Los Angeles. So I just thought that was a fairly obvious choice. And uh, number two pick, again, no surprise, Carson Wentz at the... Uh, taken by the Philadelphia Eagles, and it was just consensus that they were going to be the one and two pick. It was just who was going to go first, who was going to go second. Didn't surprise me at all, as I just stated. Uh, Philadelphia Daily News, I believe it was, had a great headline uh, today, classic uh, Philadelphia headline, which was, you better be good. Uh, A message to Carson Wentz uh, in the tough city of Philadelphia, where... Very unforgiving when it comes to their sports stars that, of course, uh, brought back the memories of Donovan McNabb being booed on draft day when the Eagles took him. And uh, we all know how that turned out, I'd say, pretty well. A lot of NFC title appearances, no Super Bowls, uh, but just one appearance. But nonetheless, I don't think anybody uh, would have... Anything but a positive view of Donovan McNabb's time down in Philadelphia. And uh, then the Cowboys uh, with the number four pick. uh, I think they may have once and for all shattered the recent uh, bias, if you will, against taking running backs in the first round. We all know Todd Gurley was chosen in the first round last year. And he was the first in, I think, a decade or so to go in the first round, first running back. And uh, uh, Zeke Elliott going at number four is uh, a major statement on the part of the Cowboys. Clearly, they want to get back to their successful formula of a couple years ago when DeMarco Murray led the league in rushing, and they had a very, very good year. Uh, so, yeah, Zeke Elliott, I mean, for me personally, 
Uh, if ever I saw a running back who could be a number worthy of a number four pick, it would be him because I had the pleasure of covering the first ever college football playoff national championship down in Texas a couple years ago when Zeke Elliott simply ran wild uh, against Oregon in the national championship game, and I was completely blown away by his talent, his speed, his power. So uh, by my estimation, he is going to be just a tremendous pro, and I think that, uh, you know, that he will be uh, proved to be a, a very good pick, and again, once and for all, shattering uh, the, the recent bias, if you will, against taking running backs uh, high in the draft. Uh, as you all know, I cover the American Athletic Conference, so it was really interesting to see world champion Denver Broncos trade up to get Memphis quarterback Paxton Lynch. Uh, he's just uh, could be the answer to their obvious quarterback Issues that have occurred since uh, Peyton Manning retired. And, of course, Brock Osweiler signed with the Houston Texans. Uh, A lot of unanswered questions. They, of course, brought in Mark Sanchez. But Paxton Lynch, uh, he's 6'7", and he's mobile. And huge arm to go with that 6'7 body, no surprise. And uh, I thought it was a great great pick. And, again, he, uh, you know, it was... Interesting to watch the Broncos move up, I think, five spots to get them. So they knew who they wanted, and they got their man. So that brings us into the bizarre story of the week, which is obviously the Jeremy Tunsil situation, the Ole Miss offensive lineman that back in the day, meaning a couple months ago when mock drafts first started, uh, he was believed by many to be simply the most talented athlete in the draft. And many had him going number one back a few months ago. That, of course, got all turned upside down with the quarterback uh, passion that the NFL just uh, loves. And then the trading up uh, by both the Rams and the Eagles showing that uh, they wanted quarterbacks. But the Tunsil situation was just remarkable with... uh, with the social media aspect, apparently uh, his Twitter account was hacked, and it was a picture showed a picture of him with a gas mask and a bong. And then apparently also later there was some Instagram activity uh, alleging uh, texts of him asking for money from uh, Ole Miss uh, athletic executives. Uh, so. Uh, Crazy situation, to say the least. It added a tremendous amount of drama, you know, to the draft. Uh, I've always said uh, the NFL is the best reality show on television, and that was certainly brought to bear last night. Uh, <laughs> live, live and in color from Chicago. And uh, the big loser in all this, the way I see it, I mean, Jeremy Tunsil ultimately won at 13th. He obviously lost a lot of money, millions. So he's he's a big loser, uh, needless to say. But he landed in Miami, worst places to be, and 13th pick. And uh, and then, but the big loser in my mind is is Ole Miss. Uh, they suddenly have a big problem on their hands that they need to manage, and uh, they've been under NCAA investigation. And in Tunsil's priceless press conference. Uh, after being drafted, he basically uh, acknowledged it, uh, and now Ole Miss has, uh, you know, has to deal with it. So it's just, uh, again, I always say this, you can't make this stuff up, and last night uh, certainly took it to new standards, and uh, we'll see where it all goes, but never a dull moment. And my low light of the week was the Boston Celtics getting crushed at home uh, by the Atlanta Hawks, thereby ending their season. Uh, two things on this. Uh, the Celtics clearly ran out of gas. They had a lead against the 
Hawks down in Atlanta in Game 5 when the Hawks just started off terribly. Then the Hawks got hot, carried it right into Boston, and uh, utterly dominated the uh, last three quarters of Game 5 and pretty much most of last night's game as well. But there's a lot to like with the Celtics. Uh, people up here are disappointed here in Boston, but, uh, but the Celtics are going to be okay. Uh, they overachieved, and they're sitting on a ton, repeat, a ton of draft picks. So uh, I'd say the future looks pretty bright. And lastly, I uh, wrote a story on Oakland Raiders player engagement director Lamont Winston and his uh, department and the great job he does out there in Raiderland. Uh, managing their player engagement department. I, of course, am a writer for the NFL player engagement uh, department. So my story is available. Posted yesterday on NFL player engagement, one word, dot com. So with that said, uh, it's time for our break. And next up will be our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Sports and medicine go hand in hand. Quite simply, if you aren't up to your game health-wise, you won't be up to your game on the field. That's where Bruce the Sports Doc comes in. Dr. Bruce Grossinger uses his medical training and experience to bring you a link between sports and medicine. From the latest advances and treatments to discussion behind the injuries of the week, Bruce the Sports Doc and his team of guest experts are here each week to lay it on the line in terms that you can understand. Tune in every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network live wherever you go on iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment two of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show... The call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And it's that time of the show when we often have guests, and on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Stedham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., how are you doing today? Oh, great, John. How are you? Good to be here. Good to have you. Appreciate you calling in as always, and uh, as always, the SEC... Uh, not only dominates the football season, they dominate the draft as well. <laughs> and, uh, in more ways than one. In more ways than one. Uh, obviously, we're referring uh, first and foremost to the Laramie Tunsil situation. I talked about it in the first segment uh, uh, with the social media, the Twitter uh, his Twitter apparently hacked and showing a picture of him uh, with a gas mask and a bong. And then uh, Instagram, uh, his Instagram allegedly, you know, showing texts that, you know, implied he was asking for money from uh, Ole Miss authorities. So uh, he ended up falling. There was a time, remember, uh, back when mock draft started a few months ago when he was basically just being called the number one athlete in the entire draft. He ended up going at number 13 to the Dolphins as a result of this uh, 
uh, reality show that was happening last night. And then uh, and Ole Miss has a problem, I'd say, too. Yeah, John, there's a number of uh, issues to address uh, with Laramie Tunsil. I think, I don't know if all the facts are really out there yet, John, to be honest with you, especially with the money part. I mean, I know Ole Miss was being investigated uh, last fall. You know, he had to sit out a number of games for taking some impermissible benefits. So I don't know if that's uh, all been settled. Uh, I, and another thing about Larry Mitunsel, he's not the first person to uh, smoke marijuana who's going to end up playing in the NFL. So I'm not so sure it wasn't the drama surrounding him that really dropped him in the draft. I mean, his stepfather suing him, and he has all these other issues with his family, and, and maybe there's some few injuries here and there that we don't know about. So like I say, I'm not so certain that it was just that video that it was the reason he dropped. Correct, correct. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, I mean, there was uh, clearly some things percolating around him, as you just referred to. And, uh, yeah, it's interesting with Mississippi. Obviously, there were issues with, uh, you know, Robert Kemdichi, and, uh, you know, an incident he had a few months back, uh, falling out of a hotel room or something to that effect off a balcony, and right. uh, marijuana-related there as well. And, you know, you can't help but wonder, simply because, you know, Ole Miss just burst onto the scene with the number one recruiting class a few years back. And these guys are a member of that class. <laughs> and uh, I think uh, certainly Kim Ditchie right. was, he was the number one player in the country when, uh, you know, when he picked Ole Miss as a, out of high school. And uh, yeah, it, it just, you, you know, you have to wonder, did, did they like sell their soul as it were to, you know, get into the big time, which they certainly did do, no doubt about it. They were number one team in the country last year for a time. Uh, and so, yeah, it's it just, uh, you, you know, you, you can't help but just wonder. They're under investigation, as we, as you cited and already, and now clearly they're NCAAs. Uh, at minimum, their eyebrows are raised. I've got to think it's going to turn into much more than that uh, in a hurry. So yeah, it's it's just, but again, it just, I couldn't help help but be thinking last night as I'm watching all this that you know, the Ole Miss program in an overall sense of the last three four years, and it just felt a little bit like you know, some things coming home to roost, if if it, as you will. Yeah, when you're a, a program like Ole Miss, and I mean it's a sparsely populated state who has some exceptional athletes, but when you are able to acquire the, the number one recruiting class in all of college football in the SEC Western Division, which is one of the toughest in the country, if not the toughest. Right. The eyebrows are going to be raised. The darts are going to be thrown. The whispers are going to get louder. So, I mean, especially when you, you're attracting a talent, let's say like Laquan Treadwell, number one yep. receiver in the country from Illinois. I mean, that's not a noted place where even the SEC go, uh, finds their players. And then the Kimdichi, Robert Kimdichi, well, he had a brother on the team. So you can, maybe you can let that one slide. And then Larry Mitunsel was one of the top offensive linemen coming out of the class and not the top offensive tackle at the you know, valued left tackle position. So Ole Miss, I'm sure they're expecting these, these comments from other people trying to get these players. And so now you, and, and then they welcome the investigation. Hugh Freeze, I think, tweeted out. We welcome any, anyone to uh, come forward if you have any any information about our recruiting, and he he did that years ago. Yes, yes, and, and let's uh, let's not forget that you know literally the day they were announced as the number one uh, recruiting class four four or so years ago. I mean, the question started that very day, so this has been brewing for you know the last few years, to say the least. Because uh, it was just, you know, it got everybody's attention. That would not have been, you know, they're not typically the school you'd see as having the number one recruiting class. So, you know, the microscope's been on them ever since. And, uh, you know, and it just felt like it, it that culminated, obviously, last night with the Kemdichi situation as a background. 
was a bizarre situation, John. I mean, to literally happen minutes before the draft. So if you're an NFL team, there's no way to even verify anything that's going on. So your first phone call has to be to Jimmy Sexton. And if you have 32 teams, he's trying to field 32 phone calls. So he couldn't even get the word out fast enough, hardly. Uh, you know, the best thing would have been just to grab one of those reporters on TV and just start saying, hey, look, put this out there. Because right. Because he was in a crisis management mode that, John, I don't know about you, but I've been watching that draft quite a while. I don't know if I've any, ever seen any uh, situation unfold live on, on TV. I agree. I agree. Again, uh, as I said in the first segment, and I've said consistently for forever you know the nfl is the best reality show on television whether it's <laughs> games on sunday or situations like last night it's just what makes it compelling and uh, another favorite phrase that you know you can't make this stuff up uh one thing's for sure you know it wasn't by accident it was planned <laughs> for you know 7.55 p.m. Eastern time last night. Put it that way. <laughs> right. I mean, it would have been uh, much better if it came out the day before. You would have had a 24-hour hour cycle to get the right. word out uh, across the country, to talk to every team individually. But I, I don't know if I've ever seen, like I said, I've never seen anything like this happen on live TV with, with the social media being broadcast of a video, and I don't know the time of that video. I don't know what, what year was from exactly, but uh, I, don't, I don't know. That's to be questioned, you know. But uh, Jimmy Sexton had to use all of his wits, have all his wits last night to come up with a, a plan to counter, counter that attack, which it was. It was a personal attack. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um... I mean, there were you, you said it perfectly. Crisis management. There will be case studies. I, you know, I, I do PR as well, and uh, the, this, there will be case studies on you know social media slash PR slash general media uh, around this because it was as real time as it gets. Uh, well, you know, sticking with the SEC, AP, and your area. Uh, of expertise, the team that you cover, of course, is Alabama. Uh, a little surprise last night, and that uh, you know some players they had that some had ranked as first rounders did not go. They had one first round pick taken, uh, but three were not. Who some had in the first round, most notably, of course, Reggie Ragland, but also Jaron Reed and uh, Sean Robinson. I'm I'm looking at Mike Mayock's best available players and. Those three are in his top five available coming into tonight's second and third round. So, uh, so what's the word down in Alabama about about that? Yeah, I would say John, it was surprising. But if you analyze the defensive tackles, let's say that were chosen before uh, Ashawn Robinson, perhaps they were better at getting to the quarterback. And and this is a passing league, so I would say that the analysis by the teams. Uh, that Ashawn was more of a run defender than a pass rusher was uh, one of the reasons that they, other defensive tackles were selected. And Jaron Reed, he's a good run run blocker, run run stuffer, but he's not one to be uh, accumulating sacks. And then Reggie Ragland, of course, he's a, he's a good run stopper at the middle linebacker position, but the middle linebacker position in the NFL nowadays, it's not as important is decades ago when you had all these uh, thousand-yard runners. So th- th- they're all three good football players. I, you know, expect them to come off the board tonight. Yeah. I would, you know, to explain why they were not chosen in the first round. Uh, it's because it's a passing league, and they're more geared to stop the run. But I think there'll be three very good pros for a long time. Oh, I have no doubt, and I agree totally. They will be coming off the board tonight. Um, so let's talk about the one Alabama player that uh, that was selected, uh, center Ryan Kelly, by the Colts. Yeah, Ryan is a Remington Award winner, outstanding player for a number of years at Alabama. He's from the Ohio area. He grew up a Notre Dame fan, so I know it's exciting for him to get back to the Midwest and He'll be a solid player, excellent communicator on the line, 
uh, orchestrating all the blocking schemes. So they've, they've got themselves a, a good player that will be around for quite a long time, just, just as Peyton Manning, Manning had with the Jeff Saturday uh, all those years. Um, I think Ryan Kelly's going to be with Andrew Luck for quite a long time. Correct. And if Andrew Luck is your franchise I won't even say franchise quarterback. I'll just say franchise. <laughs> um, <laughs> I uh, totally agree. Draft a great center. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, that's the person right in front of them. I know we all t- always talk left tackles, but uh, and blindside and all that good stuff. But you know, uh, a good center is—you can't overstate the importance of that. And so, let me ask you this, AP. Well, overall, aside from Laramie Tunsil and whatnot, any. What was your number one take-home from last night's uh, first round? I don't know. I, I still, I guess um, I'm curious about the teams that moved way up to take the two quarterbacks because yep. I, I, I'm not sure how that's going to work out because that's such a position that the NFL, through all these decades, it doesn't seem like they've figured out how to analyze and evaluate that position. So uh, to to move up and put all your marbles on the table and and draft a Jared Goff, who I who I had I've seen in person. I went to see him before the season started, and he was very impressive. Uh, and then Carson Wentz, who played North Dakota State. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure those things are going to work out, but hey, those guys are getting paid big money, and they get paid to make those decisions. So hopefully, hopefully things will work out. Yeah, I agree. They both uh, both teams, Eagles and Rams, gave up a lot of picks to get there. Uh, Goff looks like a perfect kid, Cali- perfect pick for you know California boy going to the new California team, California based team. The Rams, of course, heading back there, and uh, I couldn't help but think, uh, especially given that they traded up to get him. You know, the history of the NFL draft is littered with you know two quarterbacks at the top, and it always seems to be that one's good. And one's bad. I can go yeah. Drew Bled. I can go Drew Bledsoe and Rick Meyer, which I saw firsthand right here in New England. Uh, luckily, they had, they got the good one that year. And uh, Peyton Manning, Ryan Leaf is still the the gold standard of that situation. You know, of that situation may never be uh, equaled. But you know, there is a pattern here. And you know, when you when you look at you know Carson Wentz, who I like. I mean, just watching the John Gruden quarterback camp with him was, I thought, just priceless. Actually, uh, you know that that even upside ante, and I just say that because you know he played what FCS is it called now, as opposed to Division One A right, FCS correct. schedule. That's right. That's right. Yeah, so it, it makes you wonder, but we shall see. That's the fun part. Uh, but both teams, you know. Knew who they wanted, and they went after him. So, you know, good for them. I hope it works out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and John, really, when you look at the draft, the first round, almost every pick in some way or another, almost, not all of them, are, it's related to the passing game. It's quarterbacks. Yep. It's receivers. It's pass-rushing defensive ends. It's left tackles. Uh, I mean, that's all related to the passing game. Absolutely. Exactly. With the notable exception at number four, I might add. I talked about this in the first segment, too, of uh, you know, Ezekiel Elliott. That was a bit of a stunner, but uh, classic Cowboys. Yeah, yeah, John, did you think, and this was my thought on the Ezekiel Elliott draft, they have such a good line. Why not draft the running back that can you know, use that, that style of offense? I mean, it'd be a shame you have all these... Uh, good def- uh, good offensive lineman, and you don't have a running back, a superstar running back, to take advantage of, of his skills. Of right, his I thought skills. it made, you're right. I agree wholeheartedly. I thought it made perfect sense for that team because two years ago with DeMarco Murray leading the league in rushing, uh, they were a force, you know, if not for that Des Bryant call up in Green Bay in the playoffs, they actually, you know, had a chance to, you know, get to the Super Bowl, if not win it. Uh, so, I, I, I can relate to them trying to repeat that performance from a couple of years ago if Romo can stay healthy. And, John, you're looking in the second round, all these defensive players, pretty good defensive players are still available. So the Cowboys, they'll, they'll get some defend, defensive players in these later rounds. 
Right. My last note before we go to break is, you know, as we see time and time again, even with lower drafted running backs, running backs seem to be the, you know, the one position where they can just burst onto the scene in the NFL and have just tremendous rookie years, like really be difference makers, uh, you know, on day one, uh, a la Todd Gurley and many, many, many over the years. So it may turn out well for the Cowboys. I think so, and they're they're at the top of the board this second round, so they're going to get somebody, a good player. No doubt. Uh, Well, AP, it's uh, time for our break. Uh, Still lots more to get to, uh, including Derrick Henry still on the board. How how could we forget him, the Heisman Trophy winner, uh, going into tonight? Uh, So let's take our break now, and we'll get to more football on the other side. out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. Do you love sports talk? Can't get enough sports talk? Have we got a show for you. It's about the NFL training camps, Super Bowl previews, a look at the new starting quarterbacks, and weekly key injuries. We'll take your calls and emails right on the air. Former Philadelphia Eagle James Loving is your host, and you never know who'll drop by for a co-host spot or an interview on the spot. Tune in to Loving That Sports Talk with James Loving every Wednesday at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to segment three of All Around Sports, and I'm your host, John Inglesby. To join the show, the call-in number is 1-888-346-9144, or you can email me at iir at comcast.net. And back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine. And A.P., we've been talking uh, some draft, NFL draft last night, which, of course, uh, has a lot to do with college football. And one of our favorite topics of recent weeks has been... uh, you know, the satellite camps that Jim Harbaugh did uh, down in Florida this year, did one previously last year. It was outlawed just a few weeks back by the NCAA, and sounds like uh, you have some news uh, regarding that whole situation. Yeah, John, we had spoken about this subject matter. It was hotly debated and contested by... Uh, schools in the Southeast and Atlantic Coast Conference, well, uh, it seems the NCA they've rescinded the restriction on having satellite camps, so they're back. They're and back. It's, it's effective immediately, and come to find out, the two coaches are kind of going at it on Twitter, Kirby Smart of Georgia and Jim Harbaugh, they're having a camp in Georgia together. <laughs> wow. That's amazing. Uh, well, that would be good. Where's where's that going to be? Uh, right around Atlanta, John. It's right right there, okay. um, right around Atlanta. And I mean, it's incredible. One minute they're at each other's throats, and the next minute they're they're on the same field, uh, having a, a football camp for high school prospects. All right. So that will be next year, like in the oh, off season. No, it'll be it'll be this year immediately. They'll they'll have the camp. Oh, 
Like in the next month or two? Yeah, uh, I don't have the exact date in front of me, but yeah, they'll have that camp. Uh, and Jim Harbaugh, he was scheduled to have a camp in North Alabama, so uh, pro- that's probably still going to happen as well. Wow. Well, I mean, the NCAA, I mean, obviously the, the major backlash theme against it, and you and I were both firmly against the ruling, outlawing satellite camps. Uh, but the main theme I kept hearing over and over and over again was, of course, you know, the, pers- the, the ones most affected by this are the students who are just uh, having their choices limited, shall we say, high school football players, which I agreed with. Uh, so I, I wonder if that's what ultimately got the NCAA to uh, rethink it. Yeah, that that was the reason, John, the reasoning behind it, because, I mean, they're supposed to be an organization for young men and women. Correct. When you're limiting opportunities, that does not sell well publicly and behind the scenes to to the teams that were taking advantage of that situation. I've read where some people said, well, there's not that many players affected, but I'm thinking to myself, but the opportunity to go to a program that'll that'll be perfect for that student athlete has been taken away i mean some some players would never get a chance to go to uh, these various schools if they didn't have a, a camp where they can attend so yeah they might have went to some school in their area but they didn't get a chance to go let's say to a uh, a school in the midwest or something or or out west so i mean it, it, some schools have been uh, having these camps for years you know oklahoma state they would go down to texas the schools up in the Northwest, they're, they're down in Los Angeles. Okay, these kids, they can't afford from Los Angeles, let's say, to be hopping a plane and traveling all over the country or going up to the Northwest. I mean, that's expenses out of their pocket. And so why not have these satellite camps? If you don't want to participate, fine, don't. You don't have to. Exactly, exactly. Well, it's all about equal opportunity, which is literally a, a pillar of the American culture. And... Uh, you know, more than applicable here. So I think it's great, and you got to be loving it. I mean, being based in the South, it's it's obvious that, you know, the South is where a lot of these things are going to occur, because uh, especially when it comes to cold weather, I mean, there's, you know, not a coincidence that Jim Harbaugh went down to Bradenton, Florida uh, during school vacation week this past year, and, uh, you know, just a few months back, actually. And uh, I, I think we're going to see a lot of it. But ultimately, for someone like you and college football media throughout it's going to be awesome you know these are going to be you know just more and more events to attend and and cover and report on and i think it's just uh it's fabulous uh so hats off to the ncaa on this one they they got it right took a little while but they got it right in the end and and standing tall again is no uh, is none other of course than jim harbaugh yeah, I mean, he people make fun of him and and don't like him, but I, I tip my hat to him. He me too. He's being aggressive, and he's he always marched to the beat of a different drummer. And uh, when he entered college, now he, he's just going to continue on that path. Correct, correct. And uh, you know, speaking of Jim Harbaugh, I mean, uh, unrelated, so to speak, but I thought the picture last night of uh, Nick Saban and Urban Meyer talking was just. Absolutely priceless. I really did. Uh, talking at the draft, uh, I thought it was just great stuff. Just not something you see every single day, that's for sure. No, and those are the two giants in college football right now. They have yep. the best the best talent year in and year out. They have the best teams year in and year out. Sometimes they don't always perform to, to their potential, but they're right in the, the thick of the hunt every year. No doubt about it. Uh, and, of course, you know, we've had a lot of college football uh, spring games, spring practices, whatnot. I myself am uh, attending something that I'm really looking forward to, which is simply uh, I'm covering the Army spring game tomorrow at West Point, driving out tomorrow morning to West Point. <clears throat> and there's not too many places on earth that uh, – uh, that runs shivers up the spine by, uh, like, when you drive into West Point. And, you know, high on my bucket list has always been uh, attending a football game at West Point. I've been there a few times, but never for a game. And although tomorrow is not, obviously, a game, as it were, 
like uh, during football season. Uh, it's the next best thing. The weather looks beautiful. Uh, I'm excited. It looks like, you know, it's going to be like quite a show. It's a big deal. Uh, that's what first got me interested in it. Uh, I'm covering it for NFL player engagement and, uh, I can't wait. It's going to be 61 degrees, which is sort of like a classic fall day, uh, at the point. And, uh, again, they do it up big. I, I was very impressed, uh, you know, by that to say the least. So, uh, been to a been to a pro day this year. Now I get to go to a spring football game. So I'd say my college football off season uh, has been well spent. Yeah, John, I'm good for you. That that'll be an outstanding event, I'm sure. And the setting is magnificent. And anytime you could visit with the folks at Army, uh, and yeah, I, I the uh, so yeah, it's good to have college football in the news and. Uh, you know, nothing brings it in the news like the NFL draft, that's for sure. Uh, tonight, you know, still some great players on the board with, uh, of course, the Heisman Trophy winner from Alabama, Derrick Henry. Uh, the quarterbacks, a lot of quarterbacks out there. I, of course, grew up in Pennsylvania, so I'll be fascinated to see uh, what happens with Christian Hackenberg, uh, the Penn State quarterback, who... Uh, who had a couple uh, mini controversy, I'll call it, uh, leading into the draft. And uh, uh, as far as, you know, playing under the James Franklin offense after uh, starting his career and having a big freshman year under Bill O'Brien. So a lot of big names still left. Sure to be an interesting evening. Uh, But with that said, why don't we take our break and still a lot more to get to on the other side. Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Now you can take your favorite Voice America radio program with you anywhere. Sign up for our mobile app if you have an iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. The Voice America Interactive Radio Player, powered by Aircast, gives you the freedom to listen to any of our programs anywhere, live, and on demand. No registration is required. Listen to your favorite Voice America hosts and discover new ones. Download the Voice America mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry, powered by Aircast. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Check your feelings at the door and enter the Man Cave. Don't let the name fool you, because we're here for anybody that wants to talk and listen in. Host J.D. Harris and Ray Austin are here to lead the forum from the fans, former players, owners, execs, and coaches. While inside the Man Cave, you do whatever you like. We won't judge. We'll even go beyond sports to talk technology, current events, and entertainment. Tune in every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You're listening to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Become a part of today's show by calling 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or by sending an email to iir at comcast.net. Now, back to the show. Voice America listeners, welcome back to the fourth and final segment of All Around Sports. I'm your host, John Inglesby, and back on the line with us is our weekly call-in expert, A.P. Studham of Bama Magazine. And my pick of the week for appointment viewing is, other than the NFL draft continuing tonight and tomorrow, uh, the NBA and NHL playoffs continuing. They've been great so far and are sure to get uh, even better as we move into the uh, Second rounds for, uh, you know, in both sports with some lingering first round activity as well. But AP, you know, back to the draft. And one of the things that always happens uh, around the draft is, you know, there's clearly offshoot activities. But and and the big one this year is clearly Sam Bradford. Uh, He he appears to be an angry young man from all indications. uh, Signed a... Fifty-five million, I believe, two-year contract just a, mo- a couple of months ago. 
apparently the Eagles, you know, putting their stamp as he's their guy, he's their quarterback. Then they trade up to get what ultimately turned out to be Carson Wentz. And so the craziest part I heard that Sam Bradford, the, the media is reporting that he is not answering any phone calls from the new head coach. So it sounds pretty crazy there. And then another thing that came up today, I guess, was the fact that supposedly the head coach told him and the backup quarterback they were they were going to draft a quarterback. They were going to give up all these uh, picks and reach up there to get Carson Wentz. So I think there's a difference of opinion between what his agent's saying and what the head coach has, has told media members. Yeah, it's a strange one. And, you know, to me, uh, if I had to guess, purely a guess, I can't help but think it goes back to, you know, Chip Kelly departing the Eagles and, uh, you know, uh, they had, of course, hired the new head coach to succeed Chip Kelly. And reading between the lines, if I had to guess, uh, it seems to me like there could be an issue between Sam Bradford and the new head coach. I'm purely guessing, but, you know, that, that, that's, what I'm re- that's what I'm reading into this because uh, there's clearly more than meets the eye here. Yeah, it, it just all the stories coming out of Philadelphia they don't they don't match. Correct. Bingo. Uh, I mean they just don't jive. So and Sam Bradford he's yet to make his stamp in the NFL. I don't know he you know he needs to come off with a high horse I believe. I mean I like I like Sam, uh, but he has yet to show uh, top caliber talent in the NFL. Right. Well, he may not have made his stamp, and I agree, but he sure has made the money. It's just incredible. Um, <laughs> he, 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 of course, will always be remembered forever as having the last great rookie contract period when he was a number one pick a few years ago before various controls were put in to bring it under control. Uh, what, you know, what the NFL had to pay, like the number one pick. So he'll always have that moniker, without a doubt. Um, but yeah, and, and you know, he, he's never, ever, you know, to my knowledge had, you know, a, a shred of controversy around him. I will say this, you know, just backing up my theory, so to speak, is, you know, if he, if the reports are true and he's not answering his head coach's phone calls, uh, if they didn't have a problem before, they got one now. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt about it. And Philadelphia is a, a quite a quite a town. They have a problem because they'll have right. all kind of opinions, and uh, you know that's John. You're familiar with that city, I know. Oh yeah, I'm a Pennsylvania boy, so I know the Philly mindset pretty well, and <laughs> nothing like it. Uh, it's never a dull moment there. I mean, you know, you need to only go back a couple of weeks to the whole Sean McCoy stuff, and I mean, it's just it's nonstop in that city, and. Uh, you know, we wouldn't have it any other way, though. It's, it's it, their passion is off the charts, no question. Yeah, and and if Sam did something in Philadelphia, they'd love him forever. Correct, no doubt about it. Um, so yeah, the, that situation bears watching. It really does. That's you know, it's just really uh, pretty fascinating, especially when you consider that you know there are teams out there looking for quarterbacks some of whom feel you know they're a quarterback away from playoffs and or competing for a championship so Sam Bradford is more than serviceable uh, if he can stay healthy which he did last year to his credit uh, first time in a while he's obviously been injury plagued throughout his career needless to say yeah I'd like to see Sam succeed I mean yeah me too He's got the team, the new coach. I mean, I don't know why he's he pitched a fit. Um, like I say, it's only a two-year contract. They didn't bring him in there and sign a long-term deal. He's still in the audition stage. Correct. No, I've always liked him. I liked him out in Oklahoma. Was glad to see him win the Heisman. I, he's just always been a likable fellow. It's it's just feels out of character. So, so something's going on. Again, there's a story behind the story on this one. There has to be. It would be the only explanation because, again, out of character for him. Uh, and, you know, speaking of quarterbacks, you know, we still have some good ones uh, on the board. Uh, you know, tonight I, of course, you know, sticking with Pennsylvania, I am fascinated to see uh, 
if and where, not if, when and where, uh, Christian Hackenberg will be uh, drafted. Um, I got to see him, you know, down uh, Maryland, uh, Maryland playing Penn State in Baltimore this past October. Uh, he, he's quite an imposing physical specimen. He he showed that day what he showed the past two years, which was, you know, flashes that just make you drool and other decision-making uh, points that uh, made you wonder. But a fascinating player, had a little, little mini controversy here leading up to the draft where apparently he blamed the last two years on the offensive system uh, under James Franklin when, of course, he had that fantastic rookie year under Bill O'Brien. So obviously, you know, the, the main question is simply, you know, is Bill O'Brien going to take him? You know, and he has Brock Osweiler, by the way, on his team now. Right, right. That's that's still a question mark. But I, I think the issue with with Christian was maybe the accuracy and in these last couple of years. I mean, the freshman year he was fantastic. Oh, he's unbelievable. Um, you know, obviously uh, the sacks off the charts. Was it decision making or the uh, really uh, ridiculed offensive line? As it turned out. Uh, so just a lot going on, you know, or just around that whole story. Uh, of course, anybody from Pennsylvania is, is always indebted to him for staying with his commitment to Penn State at the height of the scandal. Uh, so he will always be remembered for that. Uh, so we shall see. It's, it's you know, it's going to be interesting to watch. Uh Derrick Henry, what do you see happening with Heisman Trophy winner Derrick Henry, who you've covered uh, countless times? Yeah, John, I see him coming off the board tonight in the, um, the uh, I would say more likely the second round, but it could be the third round, and somebody will get a good football player um, who, who can give him the ball a lot. He's very durable, and he was a very hard worker and good team player. So, uh, you know, I'm not sure where he's going to go exactly, but... They're going to get an outstanding uh, football player if they draft Eric Henry. Well, we shall see. Sure to be another interesting evening and tomorrow as well with the NFL Draft. AP, as always, thank you for your perspective and expertise. And uh, should be another fun weekend to watch in sports, that's for sure. Well, thank you very much, John. It's always my pleasure. All right, AP. Thanks again. And... As always, thank you for listening to All Around Sports, and we look forward to doing it all again next Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time. Thanks again for tuning in to All Around Sports with your host, John Inglesby. Be sure to tune in again next Friday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time, 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have a terrific weekend, and we'll talk sports again next week. 